0: Ships cruising seas throughout the world. Offering the gift of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here this Thursday evening on KGBC as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. We're going to be live tonight here on KGBC on this Thursday evening. And it is good to be able to be with you. One of the rare qualities we find is the ability to find someone with whom we can talk. Where you are interested to explore ideas, uh, challenge, present concepts, things that are important to you. But then when you move from an intellectual approach to a very personal approach, something in which you can talk about yourself as a person that unique and special uh, individual that you are. Well, there really aren't that many opportunities for conversation. I am aware that there are places for you to talk but to sit down and just have a conversation, and to be able to let the time flow, and to have people who are interested in talking rather than competing in conversation. And I guess I may take a moment to say what I mean by competing: people who are trying to get their point across at the expense of you sharing your point. For example, if I'm talking with you and I don't understand what you're saying, or I would like some clarification, I. Can can seek to question, I can seek enhancement, I can seek expansion of that point of view so that I can understand. Competitive conversation, on the other hand, tends to be more like I'm going to present my point of view, you present your point of view, and we have a verbal fight or a very strong competitive so that one opinion happens to be right. I believe personally that conversation allows more than one point, many different points of view to be shared. We've mentioned several times that probably there are as many different definitions of friends as there are people out in the community. I don't think anyone has the same definition as another person and they probably are all valid because it is personal, it is an individual thing. Someone told me, a friend is one who knows all about you and loves you just the same. And I said, that comes mighty close to a definition that I use, and that is a friend is someone with whom you dare to be yourself. What a rare gift that is, being able to be with someone where you can dare to be yourself. Another person has written, love is blind. Friendship tries not to notice. My friend is not perfect, nor am I, so we suit each other admirably. Little ideas, little definitions from different people about what friendship is in our world and in our lives. The Turkish proverb that I picked up in Istanbul last spring was something like this. He who seeks a faultless friend remains friendless. And I believe that's true because so many people do tend to look for perfection, either in themselves or in others. Well, what is a friend? It's a person with whom you dare to be yourself. A poem by C. Raymond Buran, I believe, says it all. He says, your soul can be naked with him. You can really open up those barriers, defenses, and have a chance to really be yourself. We call this in psychology a facade, the barrier that we build between ourselves and other people. Now, If one happens to be in Minnesota at this time of year, one needs lots of protection from the elements. Well, that works with clothing, but it also works with our defenses and our emotions. So often, we tend to protect ourselves to keep ourselves from getting vulnerable. Neither one of us want to be hurt. You and I want to be accepted, we want to be cared for, we want to be loved. But neither do we want to be in situations where we can be hurt or harmed by other people. So it's a very difficult challenge as you and I interact with people each and every day. I want to be liked by these people. We in our culture, Americans, have almost an obsession with being liked. But it is important to us as social animals. We want to be liked. Now how can I like you and you like me well generally we spend a lot of time on custom controlling protecting ourselves trying to present the image that will be positive have everyone see us in a very very positive light well I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes that gets a little burdensome. It gets difficult trying to be someone that is always perfect, always speaks in a manner that is understandable, is concerned, someone who is kind and sensitive all the time, who never runs down. Well, to me, a friend, as Raymond Baran speaks, is someone with whom you can be naked, someone you can be open, someone who can accept and care about you as you are a friend seems to ask of you to put on nothing only to be what you are according to Baran, a friend is not is one who does not want you to be better or worse he just wants you to be as you are as I say those words I'm aware of how relatively rare that kind of person is I sense that I do it, I sense that I can offer that atmosphere of acceptance to a number of people, and yet at the same time, I'm also aware that I am well blessed by having a number of people who feel that they can create the same atmosphere for me. And I know you do, as you sit and list, for example, if you think of the five people that you consider your best friends. And just take a moment and think. You're, You're sitting there and you're thinking of five people that you consider friends. What are some of the qualities of these friends? Are they people who let you be yourself? Or do they tend to be people who want you to be something other than what you really are? My guess is that if you call these really good friends, then probably they are someone with whom you can be yourself. That in itself, as I say to me, is a very, very rare, rare quality. Being part of this is when you are with a friend you feel as a prisoner who has been declared innocent you don't have to be on guard you can say anything you want to say as long as it is genuinely you to be able to give the gift to someone as say, go back to those five people if you think of those five people can you say what you feel what you believe what you value Can you say that without being on guard, without being hesitant, without necessarily feeling as though I've got to say the right thing? Someone will say to me, I'd really like to be able to give a gift to a friend, but I don't know what to give them. I don't know whether you've ever had this at Christmas or birthdays or whatever, but one of the most valued gifts that I share with people and tell them is that You know, your gift of your time, your gift of being open, your gift of saying, I will listen to you and let you be you. What a wonderful gift that is. If those five people on your friendship list that we were mentioning earlier, if they were to say, James, one of the things that I value about you is... My guess is that most of those people would say that I allow them to be themselves. I sense that that's important, to be able to understand their contradictions. And I hope that it's a gift that I can give freely it certainly is low in financial cost, but it's so high in other qualities and quantities such as the time, the caring, the support, the nurturance. I hope I can create an atmosphere for my friends where they can be contradictory. They can be nice and they can have their vanities and their viciousnesses and their meannesses and they can be abs- they can even be absurd. I hope that I can give my friends permission to neglect me and to uh, abuse me. Uh, I hope that I can give them permission, not because I want that, no, of course not. I mean, you and I are both human in that respect. Neither one of us wants that. But we allow that friend to give as well as not give. See, once again, in the inheritance, often in dis- discussing friendships, we talk about what one does give. But I really believe that when you share love and caring for someone, when you really do have a, an idea that... I am going to give something to them and you want to allow them to give something back to me, one of the things I also hope is that I can allow that person not to give. For example, I had a friend here on Galveston Island who recently left the city and one of the things that was very important in the relationship was this individual felt very comfortable in able to take control of when time or what time was going to be spent together. Now, I feel comfortable giving the friend that gift. I know there are those who in my own field of psychology would practice and say, define what a friend is and be assertive. If you want to have time with someone, then assert that. I think that has value. There are situations where I would practice that in myself, and I would encourage it in you and your interactions with your friends, but I think also in that goes permission to recognize that friendship is unique. It's as unique as our fingerprints. I guess that's one of the reasons why whenever I'm working with someone in personal retreating, and we do get into the area of friends and the support that comes from friends, I try to encourage people to see their friends as a part of their friend print. That print, that little circle, that support system, that is uniquely mine and uniquely yours. Your friends tell you uh, tell others as well as yourself a lot about who you are you are oftentimes a reflection of your friends and your friends because you have chosen them oftentimes are reflection of you what is a friend well I hope that it will be the opportunity to be with someone with whom you dare to be yourself. A rare gift, uh, but one that I hope will be most positive. I think the old saying goes many times that we, we cannot select our family. Our family comes with us, but our friends are the family that we get to choose. So, as we write the life novel, friends are important. But that's something that is chosen externally. One of the things, and I believe one of the most crucial and yet underlying aspects of what we do internally to choose how our life novel is actually written. Now, once again, a life novel, as I say, if you're joining me here for the first Thursday evening, a life novel is basically the story of your life. You write the story of your life I write the story of my life. I, James Huey, am writing the story of James Huey. Life extraordinaire, or whatever I have chosen to call it. And within this particular life are many, many different chapters. There are chapters of childhood, chapters of my adolescent years, chapters as a young adult, chapters as a school teacher, chapters as a research psychologist, as a counseling psychologist in private practice, chapters that follow my career along a A very wide and diverse pattern. There are chapters that have to do with significant people, my family, my parents, my brother, my sister. All of these have been an effect and had a determination of who I am as I sit and talk with you tonight. The person that is on this end of the microphone is someone who has been influenced by all of these patterns and events but they've been external how they actually determine my life novel however goes back to something that is more internal and what is that internal thing well to me it basically is an attitude to me an attitude is the way i communicate my mood to you And you probably can start picking up a tone, even though you can't see me, you can talk to me. And as we talk, you can get a pretty good idea of what my attitude is. It's my way of communicating my mood to you. For example, if I communicate an attitude that's optimistic and I anticipate a successful encounter with you, then I'm transmitting a positive attitude. Now, I've lived a few years on this planet and one of the things that I discovered fairly early back was that people responded positively to me if I had a positive attitude, if I had an attitude that communicated to them that one, I liked being alive, I liked being alive in their presence. I felt good about the encounter or the interaction that uh, they and I would have. I transmit this attitude, whatever it happens to be, and I get to choose what that attitude is. Uh, One of the things you will find very early as you and I talk is that I do not have very much of a belief in the so-called victim attitude, that somehow attitudes are forced upon you. I believe that our attitude is something that we choose. As I mentioned, when I was younger, I found positive people Liked positive attitude people. Does that mean that I have to be Pollyanna and up all the time? Well, no, that would contradict the very thing we were talking about just a few minutes ago. A friend is someone who allows you to be yourself. I hope I can allow people to be and have the ability to communicate that they feel sad they feel depressed, they even feel angry, agitated, frustrated, whatever they feel, as long as it is really them. If you and I talk, whatever you feel, I hope is real. I I hope that for your own health, but I hope that because then you and I can have a genuine dialogue we can have a dialogue between real people. Not between our so-called facades or barriers, but me and you. You and I can have that kind of dialogue. And a lot of it will depend upon the attitude. Like, for example, do I want to talk with you? Do you want to talk with me? If you run into someone who is ready to play Ain't Life Awful? And If onlys," And a few of those others. Well, Generally, those people aren't looking for very positive people because, once again, if you've decided to feel sorry for yourself, and if I'm sitting here and say, okay, James, it's time for a self-pity party, generally I will not be looking for someone who's optimistic, someone who's upbeat, someone who has a positive attitude, someone who's communicating to me that I have a choice as to whether I want this kind of self-pity party. I generally will tend to avoid them, and most people will tend to avoid me if they want a some, me to join in and tell them, yes, life really is bad. It really is. Of course, I don't believe that. I don't believe that life is always fair, but I also realized that how I chose to respond to life was my choice. That was up to me. The contract did allow me to choose how I was going to view my life, including me, and my interactions with you. If I'm going to interact with you, I get to choose how I see you and how I respond to it. If you interact with me, I get to respond to those. I get to set my attitude. If you choose not to respond, and once again, that's your choice. You have the freedom to respond to me. You also have the freedom not to respond. But all of that is your choice and my choice. My attitude is my responsibility. That is in the contract of life. Well, folks, I want to thank you for joining me this evening here on KGBC AM 1540 Friendship Radio for Galveston County. I do hope that this program has provided a valuable resource as you write your life novel. And I hope you will join me again here on Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas on AM 1540 as we continue to explore topics each Thursday night to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Good night.